Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Chris Charling. For those of you who have listened to our podcast for more than four months, you realize that we started out with another co-host by the name of Mike Spring. Yes. And he's making a return appearance today. Mike was nice enough to send us along a great interview he just did uh, recently with Brina Palencia, who's a voice actor and an actress. You've seen her on screen as well. And... I have not been exposed to her as much as perhaps you have, Chris, so I'm going to kind of let you take the lead on this one. You know, tell us a little bit about Brina. Yeah, so so I guess Mike interviewed her. Uh, she's out promoting a movie called Appleseed Alpha. Mm. It's an anime feature. She uh, plays the character Iris in that. I think voiceover is really kind of her bread and butter from, from listening gotcha. to the interview. Gotcha. Um, she has done some live action stuff. She's been in uh, the CW series Starcrossed. Interesting. She played uh, Sophia. She was on 12 episodes of that. I'm very familiar with her as Mad Moxie from the Borderlands and Borderlands 2 games. There you go. Also, she has a role in Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Well, there you go. I mean, there, there's your cred right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, as long as you have anything to do with Donkey Kong, which is kind of the grandfather of all video games, right? Yeah, yeah. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> a couple other ones real quick. World of Warcraft, Mists of Pandaria. She's been in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ghostbusters video game. There you go. Another traditional one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tons and tons of anime work. She's done stuff for the One Piece series, Dragon Ball. Also a lot of work as an ADR director. Explain to folks what ADR is. Automated dialogue replacement or yeah. additional dialogue recording. You got it. This yeah. is for when uh, dialogue recorded on set is is deemed too noisy, right? The microphones are picking up cars driving by or birds chirping or whatever. Yeah. You know, anything like that. The actors will, will go back into the studio and, and re-record mm-hmm. the, those lines uh, to picture, which is right. a very interesting fun i've done a little bit of it we've done some here at the studio i've watched it going on and it's very very interesting the way it works yeah uh and the way technology has helped it yeah uh but you you've seen bad movies where this has been done where it sounds like you're in the room and then all of a sudden the next guy talks and it sounds like he's in a studio yeah you know it's it's really bad it's really hard to like it's gotta be i've done musical adr which is insanely bizarre because you're trying to match you know not only the cadence but also the the, the pitch and whatever the other sticks of the room and all that stuff yeah exactly yeah. and uh one other thing she's done uh she she's also done some uh, writing and production for a web series called the troubadours there you go so sounds like she's got great experience been around for a while obviously and uh, mike did this as i say terrific interview we're very happy to present to you where she talks about uh, motion capture and anime and uh how it uh, compares to western animation and a whole mess of other stuff so here's mike spring with brina palencia hi brina how are you i'm good how are you i'm very well thank you so let's talk about Appleseed alpha um let's start with the easy question for the people who aren't familiar with the film what is it about and what is the role that you play uh i play the character of iris and it follows dunan and briarios it's post-apocalyptic and uh they're essentially kind of finding their way their the city's been destroyed and trying to figure out um if they should you know what they should do if they should leave the city or try and help rebuild it or whatever and my character sort of appears out of nowhere and um has a very important mission uh that should help with the rebuilding of the world and uh, do Embraer's help. Um, now, you've obviously, you're no stranger to voice acting in, in anime, but Appleseed is one of the biggest names in the genre. Uh, was it exciting for you to get cast in, in one of the leading roles? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had watched uh, some of the previous features and it was 
pretty surreal, you know, getting to be a part of it. And then I was curious about the recording process because I believe you also did motion capture, correct? Yeah, I did the motion capture and the facial capture. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about the process that goes into the, both the motion capture and the recording? Were you, you know, did you record all by yourself? Did you have interaction with the other voice actors? What was the process like? With the motion capture, we did that with everybody else. We actually got to act out the scenes. It was very filmic, um, which was exciting. I had never gotten to do anything anime-wise. Because typically with anime, we, when we record it, we're just recording by ourselves. So we don't get a lot of interaction with the other characters. So it was my first time getting to do that in the anime genre. Um, obviously, I do a lot of on-camera stuff, so I do it in that regard. But it was really cool getting to do it that way. And, and especially with the motion capture, because, uh, you know, you're just, <laughs> you're all wearing these skin-tight suits with reflective, you know, balls all over them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just, you know, um, you don't know how it's going to end up, and it's really cool to kind of just go all in and just believe, like, yes, there was totally just an explosion over there, and then just kind of, play. like, you feel, it's almost like being a little kid again. You're just kind of playing right. around and playing make-believe because you know when you do film you actually do get to see the explosion and all that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever but with this it was 100 percent imagination uh but it was cool it was rad yeah excellent um and speaking of using your imagination you know one of the things i was i was impressed about uh with the film is the you know the the emotional range that iris goes through you know she starts off kind of quiet and untrusting and then becomes much more strong and confident and um and there was one scene in particular that stood out for me i don't want to give away too many spoilers but something bad happens to olsen let's say and you had to react to that and it was very like heartfelt and emotional so i'm i'm curious how challenging that is to do when you're in a booth by yourself as opposed to, you know, acting on camera with other people? Well, you know, it was really helpful in this regard because we did get to act it out when we did the motion capture. And then Mm -hmm. I did it another time when we had to do the facial capture. So then by the time I did the actual voice acting, the finalization of the voice acting, I had a lot to draw from that I had already experienced. Um, But, yeah, there are plenty of times that I have to do that in the booth when I don't have that luxury. And, honestly, it's just – it's – it's kind of like acting boot camp. Like you just have to be all in and just believe your circumstances, no matter how ridiculous or no matter how out of nowhere it could be. Uh, You just have to go for it. Absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, as somebody who's a seasoned veteran in voice acting for anime, what would you say the, the biggest challenges are in, you know, in the genre and in voice acting in general? Definitely with anime in particular, uh, the difficulty comes in the fact that you're limited to the animation. You know, whenever you're doing more original Western cartoons, it's animated to your voice, so you kind of can you have free reign and you can kind of do whatever you want. But with anime, it's already animated. You have a certain amount of time that you're allowed to say this one phrase, and there's only so many ways that you're you get to say it because of that. So to try right. and portray emotion and make it sound like that's a timing that you just came up with rather than this is how fast I can say this or how slow (laughs) I have to say this and make it sound natural. That's really, really difficult. But conversely to that, whenever you're voice acting for something that hasn't been animated yet, Mm. sometimes it can be, if you don't have a director that's really detailed and telling you exactly what's happening at the time, a lot lot of times that I'll be voicing something and I won't know what the animation is at all. And then I'll go Mm -hmm. back and watch the final product and be like, oh, well, had I known that that's what I was doing, you know, had I known that someone was stabbing me the entire time, I probably would have done that differently. You know, like, (laughs) so 
you know, with the, with the anime, you're given everything immediately. And then right. with the stuff that's animated to your voice, you kind of just have to hope that the director is telling everything, telling you everything you need to know. Sure. Now, you've also done a lot of video game voiceover, and I was curious as to what are the differences between recording traditional voiceover and, and video game voiceover. Uh, video game voiceover, there tends to be a lot more yelling and fighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it, it goes by a lot more quickly. You know, with animation, you're really telling a story, and you kind of get directed into all that, whereas video game tends to just go by really fast. Like, here's your cue. Go, go, go. Right. Cue. Next cue. Next cue. Next cue. Um, so you don't really get to spend that much time with your character. Uh, whereas with anime, you know, I'll do hundreds of episodes. Like on, on I played Chopper in One Piece, and mm-hmm. we're like in the 300s right now. So it's like I, I know that character inside and out. But then, right. you know, with a video game like uh, Borderlands, Mad Moxie, I don't really feel like I know her that well because I spend very little time with her. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll, yeah. I'll spend like for each game it's like maybe two two to four hours maybe uh, mm-hmm. so it's always intimidating whenever I do panels for stuff like that because I'm just like I don't really know what to say I don't really remember that much about this character it was right. really fun I can say that but, yeah. it, but you know people want you to talk in depth because they've spent they've spent much more time with the character than you have sure so. sure <laughs> yeah yeah um and then switching uh, gears a little bit, um, in addition to all your voice acting uh, uh, experiences, um, you have been starring on StarCrossed. Uh, and I was curious what that experience was like for you, because that's something a little bit different, you know, a, a, a sci-fi show. You get to wear some makeup and stuff. What, what's that experience been like? Yeah, yeah, I get to play a pansexual alien, which is awesome. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I really loved my character in that. She was so sweet and so kind, and I really liked that I got to portray a member of the LGBT community that wasn't scandalous and it wasn't like, oh, my God, she kissed a girl. It was right. just like, oh, she's actually, she's, she's, you know, rather than being the most scandalous character, she was the sweetest and most grounded and, you know, the moral compass of the show really. And like, mm-hmm. I, I love that the whole pansexual part of her was just sort of a backdrop. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't even like a big deal. It was just like her love story was told the same way that it would have been had it been a boy and a girl, you know what I mean? Which right. I really appreciated. Sure. Um, so now, you know, you're doing voiceovers, you're doing live action, you know, you've got a pretty good uh, amount of both of them going on. What, how do you direct yourself at this point? Are you, are you focusing on one side more than the other? Is it just whatever comes along? How do you, how do you pick what you're going to do next? I've always been a lot more of the kind of person that just whatever the universe <laughs> gives to me, <laughs> right. I will, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I have been consciously focusing on trying to write more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to do more original stuff. I uh, wrote and produced a web series a few years ago called The Troubadours, um, mm-hmm. and that was a really great learning experience, and I'd like to do something like that again, maybe not a web series, uh, but something original again to kind of like do it right this time because I didn't know what I was doing when I did Troubadours. <laughs> it turned out great, and it was funny. You guys should all watch it. Um, right. But, right. It, you know, it was definitely, that was like that was like my film school was doing that web series. Mm-hmm. And now I'd like to do something knowing knowing what I know now. <laughs> Makes sense. And then speaking of which, that was a nice segue. What do you have coming up next that people can be on the lookout for? 
Well, for those any of you guys who follow me on YouTube, Brinakins is my name on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I uh, have my super nerd girl character, Kagura 422 1973. Um, mm-hmm. I will be coming out with a new music video for her by the end of the year, and it will definitely be the most epic of all the ones that I've done so far. So cool. just be ready for that. Excellent. So wrapping up then, what's one thing you'd like the world to know about you that they don't already know? Um, I I play Plants vs. Zombies like every there day. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game of all time. I have like t-shirts and stuff from it. I really, really love that game. It's the so greatest. You know, now all your fans I, I, like, do. Literally every day. Be like, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, right before I go to sleep, I'll play around. And then when I wake up, I play the pinata special event every morning. <laughs> That's how I start awesome. my day. That's how I start and finish my day. There you go. <laughs> I'm the same way with words with friends, so I, I understand. Nice. <laughs> um, great. Well, cool. um, Brina, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. And you have a good one. You too. Always interesting to hear from the horse's mouth. That's not a nice way to say that. Always <laughs> great to hear from somebody with experience like, yeah. like Brina has. You never know. She may have played a horse at one point. It's, it's certainly I mean, possible. And that's one of the fun things about voice acting. And there's a lot of fun things about voice acting. I tell all my students, my favorite thing about voice acting is I don't have to wear a tie. Yeah. But but bottom line is uh, voice acting is so many things. And she's talked about you know just a few of what she's done from sort of the acting side of voice acting. All yeah. right. And then, of course, you know, there's the, the, the narratives that we do and the uh, educational things that we do and the commercials, obviously. And so there's just so many facets to this. And it's great to hear the background that uh, that Brina brings to her career. Yeah. One point in particular I thought uh, was interesting. She said uh, when Mike asked her about the difference between video games versus traditional voiceover, she said, well, there's more fighting and yelling in video games. And I <laughs> yeah. thought, yeah, sort of like podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of fighting and yelling here. If you listen to the outtakes, you know. That. Yeah. Warren and I actually engage in fisticuffs after each each blooper <laughs> occurs. And sometimes before, you know, each episode just yeah. to you know, figure out what we're going to do. And one thing that, that really I thought was really cool was when she talks about, you know, how uh, the difference in time where she's, you know, like she doesn't get to spend as much time with these video game characters, whereas, you know, the person who's playing the game, you know, they'll, they'll dump hours and hours mm-hmm, into it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really, really interesting to, to hear it from that perspective. Yeah. Again, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Brina. Now, don't let the summer end without getting introduced to voice acting at one of our evening adult education classes. It's called Getting Paid to Talk, and you may have seen it offered in mailings from your local university, college, school, or recreation program. You get the real scoop on what voice acting is and is not these days when our voice coaches class comes to your town. Yes, indeed. The week of August 18th, watch out for our class in Bedford, New Hampshire, Albany, New York, Grove City, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, and Shreveport, Louisiana. Also in Casa Grande and Sierra Vista, Arizona, where my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live, and Plano and Deer Park, Texas, where I know absolutely nobody. (laughs) To to learn when and where we're going to be in your neck of the woods, just call us anytime, 866-887-2834. Or email us, it's podcast at voicecoaches.com. We are happy to take your questions, comments, topic suggestions for this podcast at that address as well. Uh, Remember to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, you know, please leave us a rating on iTunes if you if you subscribe through there. Uh, we're, we're always interested in your feedback. And we're always interested in your best recipe for chocolate chip cookies, too. Mm-hmm. We can never get enough recipes for chocolate chip cookies. No. Have we ever gotten a recipe for chocolate chip cookies? Not yet. So. Okay, well, maybe now we will. Yeah. All right, very good. Thanks. Hope you'll join us again next week. 
Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. That was fantastic. Yeah, that's just great. What's one thing you'd like the world to know about you that they don't already know? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like people know so much about me. (laughs) Um, My, oh gosh. Oh my God. This is such a tough question. It's like, if they don't know it already, I probably don't want them to know it. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Um,